fool. So I used to work in a call center back in the day and ended up quitting weeks shy of my fifth anniversary. Let me tell you though, saying that it was an eye-opening experience has to be the understatement of a lifetime. I learned in real time during those many months that communication has nothing to do with what we say, but what we hear. And while as an individual, I thought I had an excellent command of the English language, many days I went home feeling like my elevator didn't go all the way to the top floor. At first, it was all kicks and giggles, as though it was curated for the newbies to be routed the colorful folks. You know, baptism by fire, I like to call it. Like, how were they doing this to us? How was it that every day, things I thought were standard verbiage became complex that I had to water it down? No lie. I was so excited for the opportunity to walk people through their issues. Me, a problem solver, a superhero in my own right. Hashtag Avengers Assemble. Yet, I walked away from that experience second-guessing everything I said before I said it, and I developed the annoying habit of over-explaining. By year two, I was over it. You know, it was pure mayhem and madness when, as a group, we would compile a list of most classic customer responses. A typical conversation went like this. Agent, thank you for calling Whatchamacallit, Inc. Raquel speaking. How may I assist? Yeah, miss, this box ain't working. Okay, when you say it's not working, exactly what is it not doing? Miss, I say it's not working. Nothing is on the box. Nothing. Okay, when you say nothing, do you mean the box is not powering on or are you not getting a picture? No, no picture. Very well, what message do you see on the screen? Nothing, miss, nothing at all, it's blank. Can you tell me the color of the screen? Miss, it's blank, it's clear. Ma'am, what color is clear? Is it yellow? Is it gray? Is it black? Is it white? No. All it says is to prescribe, call y'all. Hashtag crickets. For the record, that message only appeared on a neon yellow screen with cobalt blue and red writing. I absolutely loved working in customer service. And when I say love, I say that with all the sarcasm I could muster. Every day I discovered that there are really at least 1,000 exciting ways that challenge the depth of what I consider intellect or the lack thereof. No matter how simple I thought I asked a question, customers found new ways to make me question my own level of understanding. While I was there, I learned that words aren't the same to everyone in every situation. It indeed came down not to how you say it, but more importantly, what is said. Whenever I think I'd simplify the English language down to the lowest common denominator, along comes another person adding one more dimension to an already complex language. Because the presence of a clear and concise message, call what you ma call it ink, really means there's nothing on the screen. But wait, there's more. 
After a while, we agents had to realize that blank and clear were primary colors. The power cord is not the same as the plug. The word initialize must begin with a T, hence the constant enunciation tantalizing. And it took me a minute to realize why five was really Wi-Fi. But wait, there's more. You're the 43rd person in queue with repetitious reruns of products and services offered by the company you're calling, saying its name over and repeatedly. Yet when you finally get a live person, your first question is, Hi, is this whatchamacallit, Inc.? <sighs> Insert deep sigh. So I sat there thinking, really, can it honestly get any worse? But wait, there's more. Sir, can you kindly power the box off and on, please? Only to hear this reply? How do I do that? Or better yet, a customer demanding vehemently, Miss, please remove the free on demand from my bill because it ain't never working. My inner response? Ma'am, the operative word there is free. But then again, the word operative may very well go over her head too. I eventually realized that I was having great difficulty expressing my thoughts clearly. I started using illogical expressions and having incomplete thoughts, using words out of context, further confusing the listener who is apparently now very lost in translation. How frustrating it is to speak and not have someone understand. This environment was getting contagious and I was losing my sparkle in this crayon box. But yes, you guessed it, there's more. Miss, why is my cable off? Well, ma'am, you're pending disconnection for a past due amount of $90. What, $90? That's what y'all turned me off for? Well. Yes, ma'am. Your monthly bill is $30, which would mean we've not received a payment from you for three months. According to our contract, that's grounds for disconnection. But my sister bill is almost $400 and she ain't off. <sighs> a classic example of looking at someone's green grass, but never considering their water bill. There were days I took the scenic route home looking at the crystal blue water, wondering if I, Miss Articulate Encyclopedia Brown, was the problem. Was I not as bright as I thought myself to be? Could I, in fact, be the wise fool? Wise people possess the ability to discern and judge what is true and right. They have discernment, judgment, and discretion. Fools lack wisdom or awareness and reject the truth. While you don't know what you don't know, the more you learn, the more you realize how little you actually know compared to all the available information. I'll tell you, many times I sat on my tuffet harshly judging those folks calling in. But what if they were seriously exercising the rule teachers taught us, that there is no such thing as a stupid question? What if their inquiries were genuine from their place of not knowing? For example, it's not uncommon for some items to come with what we deem obvious instructions. Hashtag so easy, even a caveman can do it. 
Do not iron clothes on the body. Do not drive a car or operate machinery after use. Do not operate near water. Obvious, right? Not really. I don't know anyone in churchdom who doesn't think of Solomon when we talk about wisdom. Now, I'm not saying Solomon was a fool. I'm just asking. But how did he finish, though? While he was the crown jewel among the gems of wisdom, fam ended on a real wonky note. It is not my intention to imply that Solomon wasn't a good leader or that he didn't have God's spirit at one point. Despite being wise for a long time, he soon began to trust himself more than God. Listen, ignorance or not knowing is one thing, but outright going against what you know is right is pure dumbness. Why am I saying all of this? Could it be that when we ask God questions, he answers them, but we're not listening? Could it be that he's giving you instructions, but because you expect him to zap it with his abracadabra and fix it, you ignore the obvious? Could it be he's given you an extensive manual that you refuse to read because, hey, you know everything, right? I'm sure if I played back many of my prayer times, I would sound a lot like a conversation between an agent and a customer. What I found most common with folks calling in is that they hardly wanted to be bothered by the exercise of helping themselves. No, I don't want to power the box off. I'm paying you so you come do it. Hashtag what you thought. Paying the bill, which I'm not discounting, was all they felt they needed to do. For many Christians, I suppose we think, well, I'm saved now. What more does Jesus expect from me? But if we look closely, everything needed to help a person out of their situation was within reach, but they had to do something. Naaman had to go dip seven times, but he had to go to the river. The widow with the oil had to borrow jars from her neighbors. The feeding of the 5,000, a boy had his lunch, five loaves and two fish, but he had to give it. And those who didn't have to do something physically had to, at the very least, believe. Biblically, a fool is not someone who lacks intelligence, but someone who does not believe. Do you really take God at his word? So I ask, how many more things will God have to do for you to take him at his word? How many more times will you see the neon screen telling you to call your service provider and you ignore it? How many more obvious questions will you ask God when he has already given you the answer? Solomon could have chosen anything, courage, strength, even fame or money, but he asked for wisdom. That would give him the knowledge to make the right decisions. He was so wise that he discerned everything in life is a matter of vanity. Yet vanity was still the thing that caused his demise. Fools aren't fools because they don't know, but they are those who know but don't do. Listen, all of us have had our questionable moments, some more than others. All I'm saying is that Solomon's life be a lesson to you, that you will never reach a place in your life where you don't need God. Your dependence on him will always distinguish you between those who take their lamps with no oil and those who do. So until next season, remember, 
Stop doing dumbness.